I think everyone's here, and we can begin. I was asked that I not do an intro in the in the. Uh, I've been really sick. Okay, guys, so my brain doesn't work. Yeah, but I'll start and say that I read this when it first came out, uh, 1996. It took me a year, and I think I got maybe. 60%, a lot of this went way over my head in my 20s, yeah. for sure. I definitely read, when I read it, I read the whole thing, and then I started again at the beginning and, and got a good third through it again before I put it down. Wow, nice. Well, it's definitely designed to be read multiple times, which is kind of cruel. <laughs> well, I, yeah. That was my thought then and now as well, is that he did specifically create a loop on purpose. Like that was that there, there's always going to be more information on subsequent readings and that if you just continue along the loop, you'll get more and more each time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So it itself becomes the, the Samizat on some level. You know, it is the infinite jest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. It was so hard after finishing, like finishing the book and then going through reading the first chapter again to to stop there. <laughs> like after after that, when they uh, when when the question is, so what's your story? And then I'm like, ah, gonna <laughs> read again. Good question. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't quite finish. Does do we know for certain whether or not? He takes DMZ. Hal does. Uh, Alex and I were just talking about that a couple days ago. Yeah. Or was he dosed? Strongly implied, I believe, that he's dosed on his toothbrush by the wraith of his father. There's a point later, late, where he's uh, he's uh, in the bathroom and he's it's like early in the morning and he brushes his teeth and it's like there's like a little paragraph that says. The time read this exact, like in bold, this time. It's like the only time you get a little, like, like very specific, like, this is exact time. And I kind of feel like that's a clue to say, like, this is the moment where he gets, you know, he gets dosed and everything starts to unwind for him after that. But things had started before that. So I think, because it's all about, the whole story about the mold and how he says, call it something I ate. I think I've always kind of thought maybe it's not just, it's a, it's a whole uh, collection of different things where he ate this mold as a child. And you learn that DMZ is, is a, is derived from mold sort of like LSD, but it's like mold that only grows on other molds. Yeah. And so combined with the, marijuana withdrawal um, yeah that that's a big part like yeah. i i was sort of wondering about that too of it um because the effects of it come before he supposedly ate the dmz right. that he was already starting the trip uh it's just yeah. i i think it's it, again it's all left open right yeah totally but there's there's no real clear answers uh, Similar yeah. to how um, in that uh, Patrick Casey uh, article, they're talking about whether or not um, Gately uh, has um, g- gets dosed again. <laughs> you know, oh, with 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 Dilaudid or yeah, Dilaudid, yeah, right, or I whether think... he dies. Yeah, whether he dies. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um. And Pemulus <laughs> doesn't know where the drugs are. And uh, he's looking for the looking for it, right, Alex? Yeah, yeah. He's he finds the his hiding place has been raided, and mm-hmm. uh, so sorry, Lacey. I've never yeah. met. Oh yeah, hey. or don't really know you. Who? How, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I just jumped in. Um, I'm Lacey. I live in Boise too, or Meridian. And I met Doug because I work at the same store he does. I, I'm in the cheese department. 
Nice. And so, yeah, I was, I've been listening to your guys's, um, synopsis and I read the last book for the last book club, but, uh, not in time for the meeting. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, how did you like this book? I had liked you read it. it before? No, I hadn't read it before. And I started just by reading it and, um, and then I was traveling to Arizona, so I got it at audio, and that helped a lot mm-hmm. to have the different him do the different voices and have a better prosody than I have in my own head for this book. It was it was much better. So then I, I finished by listening and reading at the same time, and oh, definitely nice. went back after I finished and and like skimmed through the first couple bits just because I was trying mm-hmm. to find the answers <laughs> put the puzzle together yeah but it's been great it's definitely interesting it's such a dark world why why do you think we enjoy spending time in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, i i was feeling kind of traumatized I, just just reading reading it um day by day usually at night waking up and then every Every few pages, there's a new uh, a new trauma that happens. <laughs> it's just horror after horror. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I noticed was that this book doesn't necessarily feel literally true, like this is the literal world, but it definitely feels like it is the truth. It's communicating some truth about the world. There's an absurdity to this world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so today actually had the we're doing this like cheese competition and um, I had a really strange and interesting interaction because a, a man came up and he was trying the cheeses and I was explaining the tournament and he said something to the extent of wouldn't it be great of if this is how we voted for our politicians <laughs> and I was I was flabbergasted because I've that to me is what I think would lead to infinite just being a reality or like really you know really being a reality um, that's one one thing about this book reading it is it like it infects your mind and yeah. you start to see the world in terms of like or observe things in the way that the sort of narrator observes everything and like that seems like it's a scene from the book that was left out or something yeah and i and and reading it now post trump I'm even more amazed by the way the uh, Johnny Gentle kind of uh, mirrors Trump in a way. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah, I, mean, I think that, that's... that it might have been literally based on Trump because, I mean, obviously yeah. Trump was around being Trump at the time. So. But I don't think Johnny crazy. Gentle would ever use one of those little uh, wooden picks to pick up a piece of cheese, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> it would probably be like his own that's completely sanitized and the cheese isn't sanitized as well. <laughs> Aged all on its own in its own. Exactly. Fungal, fungal cheese. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I, was, I was about it being horror, the horrors. Um, that's true. But the other thing is that it's just so funny. Yeah. I mean, it's simultaneously horrifying and funny but it's also it's also extremely emotional i mean it's yeah like very i don't know it there are certain scenes in characters that really just just kill me when i read them um so i just think it just runs the gamut of 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 emotion and in such a comprehensive way that mm. that to answer your question doug that's kind of part of why I enjoy it so much. It's it feels like like he Wallace all the time like to talk about how fiction was about like a conversation and about kind of the closest thing we can get to being in someone else's skull. And so this really and the way he writes is so conversational. It's and he does that with all his his essays and stuff where it just feels like it feels like you this other person that you're talking to that mm. it's just really smart and really funny and but kind of gets to see things in this really in this way that kind of 
to alter your own perception and and of course there's just just the sheer invention of of the world blows my mind with like the little this yeah. is something i didn't really appreciate at first is just the little details of like like the land the idea of land barges um and just the, this this world overrun with garbage yeah. and the the catapults that are that are flinging garbage um like miles that I'm just trying to imagine this. It's it was amazing when we learned about annularization, though. You know, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it it's like uh, one of our first books, Dennis, where it's like Area X. I know. I still think that that book is very largely based on this. Um, yeah. What what book is that? Annihilation. Um, the idea that there's something a crack opens and. Uh, the landscape becomes contaminated somehow or like mm. um it, it's an interesting book but it, you know they have to launch the garbage because they need the garbage to for energy yeah yeah <laughs> what a yeah. it's it's yeah. like such a pristine it's so clean that they have to quickly get it filthy again yeah hey Alex, would you summarize that the the annular? Uh, would you summarize that real quick? I know you're really well versed with that. You... <laughs> well, I'm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, will you, will you summarize the thing that's really hard to say? <laughs> well, there was well, there's one quote that I uh, that kind of sums it up really well. Okay, it's just a quote. Annular fusion is a type of fusion that can produce waste. That's fuel for a process whose waste is fuel for the fusion. <laughs> right. You can make sense of that. And I fusion, think the Mad yeah. Stork is the one who invented this process. Yeah, he's he 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 invented like I don't know if he completely he invented, invented the, it. But it was one the, of the people. The, he invented the lenses that are somehow used in that process for modeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is that's such a. Yeah, it's such a strange. There's so many pieces to fit together there. Mm-hmm. Like that, um, I think the the whole the whole annular fusion thing is a is a is a metaphor for what's happening in, on so many different levels through the entire book. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you expand get that on that. Yeah. yeah. Can you expand on that, Snore? Um, well, the yeah, it's the idea. Of let me see that quote about uh, what is it? Uh, what you love in this life kills you, and then what mm. kills your mother? It, what kills you mothers you in the next life. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. almost the, it's almost the exact same thing as the annular fusion, like how mm-hmm. it how it operates, right? And then there's yeah. then there's Madam Psychosis, which is Madam Psychosis, which which is from Ulysses. I, I'm pretty sure you know. Yeah. Um, totally. Um, but uh, the metempsychosis, I can never really. It's the transfiguration of the soul. Yeah, transmigration of soul, basically like reincarnation, right? Yeah, gotcha. Um, there's also uh, if you go through uh, one thing I did is is I went through all his uh, all of uh, um, James Incandenza's. Uh, filmography at the end <laughs> and it's like if you read all the summaries of the movies that's the it, book it almost describes um episodes in the book like it's yeah. almost exact descriptions of episodes in the book and I've some heard, of them are, are just incredible right i heard somebody said once that it's like the filmography is like the novel spine it's like i don't know it's a it's just like the incandenza oeuvre is like a perfect mirror for the narrative, which the wraith of incandenza is like, he's both in life. He created the films and then after death, he's created this narrative. That's the book. Okay. So, Hey Alex, you just noted on something. So this was the first time I had ever explored the end notes, which is crazy, I guess, but like, uh, um, so I listened to the audio book while flipping back to the end notes. And I, and so I went through the end notes several times to just to, to catch up with that. And 
because the filmography is the, in the end notes, this was the, the first time I, I experienced that. I got the, I like, was exploring the idea that the Wraith is the dreamer and that all of the films are the explanation, are the, the character stories are just projections of the filmography and not real. <laughs> like I got into this whole thing of like, what was like, is this like just a projection of the stories that he's already told? And so it's like, wow. yeah. who's in the mind of the, of the person dreaming the dream sort of thing, which is maybe Joycean? I, I feel like we've had that discussion before. Like, well, that's Alex and I were talking about that. You, so the uh, it's it's J O I, right? Um, which is joy, which is Joyce. So he is Joyce, basically. Right? My joy, yeah, my J O I. Yeah, Jim, James, my yeah. joy of a toy of a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's then then there's joy and Joyel, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is. Bizarre too, like the the sort of um, the the female counterpart, the mother death counterpart Madam, of it. Madam Psychosis. Madam Psychosis, the uh, uh, prettiest girl of all time. DMZ, right? The Odalisk. <laughs> yeah, that's another. So, so there's another uh, there's another example of that annular cycle, right? The Medusa versus the Odalisk, right? Yeah, that's like a key text <laughs> yeah. in the text. So the and Medusa that, turns turns everything to stone, and then and then the odalisk turns everything to beautiful gems, and then stone and gems, and back and forth. And it's like killing the audience. It's like a audience hostile. Yeah. <laughs> Concavity, convexity. Oh, to, that. To, to just real quick, there's a about Joyce's another little interesting thing is that in one of his essays on tennis, which he wrote, I don't know, from the early Joyce 90s. wrote an essay. Wait, you, are no, you no, no. Wallace Wall- or Joyce? Well, Wallace wrote an essay about <laughs> tennis, but yeah, course, the essay yeah. is him following a tennis player named Joyce, <laughs> like, oh, wow. who was like he was like the hundred and eighty fifth best ranked player in the world or something like so not someone who's like the best just kind of a journeyman working and so his whole essay is kind of examining that but i mean the that's got to be the reason he picked yeah that care that player so this isn't for the listeners at home this isn't structured like a typical story yeah (laughs) uh i mean it's super elaborate and you really get in depth with these characters but Time functions differently, I guess. I mean, so we start at the the most distant point in time, I think, at the beginning when when Hal is going to college or he's trying to, and then the year of the de- the adult under department undergarment. What is the year of the depend adult undergarment? <laughs> so there's a, there's subsidized time in 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 that in this book. We don't use numbers anymore. There's not ordinal time. They, uh, some company gets awarded the contract of being the year. And, <laughs> and I, the most of the most of the book, I think, takes place in the year of the adult, depend adult undergarment. Yeah, so, yeah. For other uh, years, are the year of the uh, Maytag dishmaster, uh, uh, the year of. <laughs> the year of the glad is where the book starts glad, yeah. and the first year is the year of the whopper right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and that's um that's basically 2002 right I, I think almost everybody's agreed on that right like that that the uh um that subsidized time starts around 2002 is that what yeah, everybody's well got? the year of the whopper yeah. I think corresponds to 2001 because the year of the depend adult undergarment is 2009. And then 2010 is, yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I had it. Um, yeah, it could be. Which, which page is that on? Do you guys remember which page is the, uh, it's a the list of uh, 223. Okay. Cause the one of the year is the year of the, you shit you, 2007 mimetic resolution cartridge view motherboard easy to install upgrade for infernatron slash interlaced tp systems for home office or mobile (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so that, uh, he called Redbox pretty. I mean, he really was able oh to see into the future with this mm-hmm. thing. Like, there are a lot of things that, if you think about it, and and I have so like 1996. Man, there's just there's so little of any of this technology. And really, it was 94. 93 because that's when he was writing it and it took right. like a year right. two years to edit and release so yeah. early 90 i mean i mean one thing you could get him for is the is basically because everything is on cartridges so he didn't kind of he didn't predict the whole streaming no he, he digital thing but yeah he but did. i mean it's the same kind of principle well but. netflix was mail ordered i mean Right at first, as that Patrick Casey pointed out, it could have easily gone that way, though. Like, if, if, yeah. if you imagine the industry really got um, monopolized earlier and then prevented that kind of streaming from taking place. Um, One of the funniest, most interesting little asides is the whole discussion of how it all came together, like this history of broadcast television. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The details of which I cannot really recall, but it's a it's this hilariously, I don't know, it's just like a weird uh, kind of uh, just like a joke. I don't, <laughs> of he things, does those corporate business analyses and analyses really nicely. I mean, in a yeah. number of other short stories, like he's got that so intricately mapped. Yeah, focus the, grouped uh, and <laughs> focus on advertising, which also reminded me a lot of Ulysses since yeah, you know, yeah. it's an ad man and that it's all about that's and he takes it to this just absurd extreme. But Znor, you had a great comment to me about how the it's a he's he's created a world that's entirely postmodernized. Maybe you'd want to say something about that. Yeah, I was just um, like just reading this and then reading stuff about him, and then he sort of gets pegged as a postmodernist, which he's that's where he comes from. But he kind of it, it seems like his whole struggle is to get out of that, like it, to to find his way out of that without sort of reverting back to modernist or traditional forms. So he's in a way he's writing a. I just think he's he's kind of. As in Ulysses writing a, a realistic novel, but a realistic novel of a world that is fully postmodernized, and so that everything has become ironic and fractured and um, nihilistic, etc. Right? Yeah. The whole it's it's been entirely assumed by corporate corporate speak, and yeah. So even if you're writing a realistic novel, it would have to be surreal in those circumstances right because your your whole environment is surreal at that point yeah. um, but it, yeah just to get like uh, to, to get back to the year just so that I, I can understand it like it so uh, so there's like nine years of subsidized time um, and then the year of the dependent adult undergarment is the eighth year so does would that mean the year of the whopper starts 2002 then right well like if it goes back, the so the year of the Yushitsu is two thousand seven. <laughs> year of the Whisper Quiet Maytag is six. Oh. Purdue Wonder Chicken is five. Trial size Dove Bar is four. Tux medicated pad is three. Year of the Whopper is two. That makes yeah. Man, I must have had that wrong. Nine. Yeah, I just I'm I was wondering about that because it it almost seems to me like the whole thing is like a. And an alternative timeline of what would happen, what would have happened if 9-11 didn't happen, you know? Because <laughs> um, mm. 9-11, um, it changed changed the world in the sense that all of American policy was, was kind of, well, not really changed in that sense, but it, it's it's fully imperialist at that point, right? It's, it's sort of um, all externalized, right? But then if 9-11 didn't happen... And then something like this did happen. Then it then it becomes experialist, right? It becomes sort of more concentrated on on the North America and setting up a, a kind of North American Union. 
Um, yeah. And it, because in the book, there's no mention of, like, there's no mention of Muslim terrorists or anything like that. It's all, it's all uh, Quebecois terrorists, right? Um, NAFTA. But know, there is, NAFTA. there is the discussion of like the country, countries being united against uh, another. Like he, so it's sort of post Cold War, uh, and but in the book, the the other that. Um, that gets kind of placed so that everybody can reunite and sort of react against is, uh, um, it's like, I can't remember what it is exactly. Is it, is it just the guard? Is it just waste? Is it just like, um, cause it, that's how the, the clean U S party of Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arises in reaction to, you know, this, uh, the ever growing, waste of 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 energy that yeah energy solution to kind of yeah i'm trying to recall what's his right hands nan's name what what is gentle's uh what is that guy he's like secretary of (laughs) the man behind him yeah there we go rodney tyne yeah see that's um i think that might be my favorite scene is uh mario's puppet show yeah Well, this, yeah, such a bizarre thing with Tyne too, because he's he's has this affair with uh, Luria, right? Who's the uh, kind of a mastermind involved in the the wheelchair assassins, um, and yeah, but Tyne, and might, Tyne yeah. is sort of Tyne is like the architect behind Onan. Um, yeah. So you start to think, well, what like uh, is it actually? Uh, Fortier and and uh, Luria, who are behind Onan at the beginning, you know, like a, a yeah, it's got something like I that the the Quebecois created it so that they would have an excuse to demand secession from Canada. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or I think that's yeah, like one half of the loop, and then and then it and. But if if they're double agents or triple agents or quadruple agents, then then from the uh, from the North American side, uh, for the 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 U.S. side, um, they're being tricked into thinking that's going to be the case as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and even uh, like the connection, there's there's kind of this direct connection between experialism and subsidized time. And the uh, concavity, everything everything meshes around the same time, like around the end of two thousand one into two thousand two, and they're all sort of dependent on each other in in some way. Like, uh, and that's something I kind of forget is like how how is subsidized time connected to the the whole Onan project? Like, uh, it was something as like. Uh, Subsidized time was needed to fund, yeah, uh, right. annular fusion or something like that, right? Yeah, is that, is that what it was? Or? Yeah, it was. Uh, Wasn't it about uh, selling the land to Canada? Wasn't like to pay them to take the land? Wasn't that I, part of it? I think maybe that's, not. That's the concavity, but the subsidized time. Was I think basically yeah basically just a, a revenue generating revenue generating <laughs> and it was also because um, all other forms of advertising had failed uh, right because of the interlaced grid oh, yeah. right and the end of broadcast television the 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 available venues for advertisement were you know kind of removed and so the or the corporations had to find this another outlet so they got what was the ad agency's name that was veals yeah which is a very this is like there's so many things that are just sort of in the background that are just totally key like the fact that the character ken erdity who is in the very Mm -hmm. second chapter he's the guy writing marijuana he worked for viney and veals as Uh. an ad Man. Oh, Kenner Deddy, Kenner Deddy, yeah, Kenner okay. Deddy. Yeah, I like, I like that pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> That's how the audiobooks. And I saw some, I saw some Reddit post or some random thing on a comment 
thread somewhere that somebody's suggesting that Ken Erdity is secretly the the most important character in the novel because <laughs> he's, his work for Vine and Veals is sort of suggesting that he was responsible for the whole subsidized time and Johnny Gentle because Vine and Veals got behind Johnny Gentle. Right. And then that led to the subsidized time. And so Erdity is this marijuana kind of this just in this delirium. And so this comment mm-hmm. sort of suggested that the whole world is sort of the, the result of this one guy's What's like, in, like, delirium. Wow. Which I don't you know. Can go, you, can, you can go so far on that. Like it, so, uh, yeah, he's. So then Tyne, um, Johnny Gentle is a, is a uh, puppet of Rodney Tyne. And then Loria is maybe directing Tyne. And then who is Loria? You know, it's like a, it, the whole and theory of Loria, Loria being Avril, right? And then, did you guys hear that? Did you come across that thing? If you, if you scramble the names, Loria and Avril, it's the same name. Like V and the U are interchangeable. So just the, <laughs> they're, they're, they're anagrams. Hmm. Um, and, then, and then Loria, Isaac Loria is a famous Kabbalist, right? Um, <sighs> He did a really nice job with Avril. I mean, in terms of conveying this smothering mother figure, but then the the more conversations you spend with her, like um, it just becomes in like what stultifying. Just so much where she's you know she's trying to give proper space to her sons, but then actually more control. Yeah more smothering but then uh when i don't know it's Hmm. funny because you go back and forth where you're like oh she's so horrible but then when you hear about um maybe it was when hal and boo boo were talking about (laughs) when when he killed her dog and s johnson that's how important her dog (laughs) she loved that dog so much oh buddy (laughs) we were we were laughing no, you're just sympathetic about her dog yeah. dying, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when I read the first time, all the violence against, like, animals really oh, yeah. hard for me to deal with. Awful. Lance, Lance is crazy. Like, that's yeah. Oh, and I love the fact that his name is Lens, like, because yeah. of all yeah. the lenses of, of Incandenza. And, and the yeah. fact that Lens will only move north. Like, he has oh. a complex where he can only... He, if he can, if he can help it, he will only move in a north, northeast direction or something along those lines, which is weird. It's Zanor. What do you think of that? What is that? What is that about? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was thinking, um, there's a connection with, yeah, moving north and then all the the waste being catapulted mm. north as well, right? I think mm-hmm. Alex had a similar thought. Yeah, right, Alex. Yeah, yeah just like, it reminded me of. Um, of Mark Leclerc's old uh, writing on it, Eyes Wide Shut, and how the title is an an, is a EWS can can signify the the cardinal directions east west south, but it's but it's not it's missing north. So mm-hmm. basically, the world of the film is is like inhabiting this world without true north, and without without true north, you have no directions. So it's like this puzzle space and. And then in Gravity's Rainbow, they, he talks a lot about. There's a whole thing about how North is 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 death. It sort of symbolizes um, death. And then when 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 Lucien Antitois dies, it says that he he's catapulted North. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like Lens is the only one who wants to face North. Like everybody else is trying to ignore it, fan <laughs> it away. You know, he wants resolution. That's why he. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he called there there <laughs> but but i wanted to say about the animal thing is because i know that that wallace was like he like most people is a, is a huge dog lover and he yeah he had rescue dogs and stuff jeeves and, and some, someone else but so i I'm, I'm just imagining like you know as hard as it was it is for me to read that i'm sure it was as difficult for him to write it like, but that you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of just confronting every kind of just horrifying thing that you could just kind of exercising it in a way. I don't know. 
Yeah, they, it's it's the whole kind of AA model, right? Is you have to deal with the yeah. bottom, mm-hmm. deal with the bottom, and get get above it. And then and then that whole you guys remember that whole part where uh, AA is being described as basically an anarchist miracle, which comes which yeah. ties back to our last yeah. book, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, man, we could talk more about the pension connections. Um, you know, Alex, I, we were talking about. Um, okay, so around the time Wallace was eleven, Gravity's Rainbow came out, at, and then also Don DeLillo's book. Uh, what is it? Grand Jones Street. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Has Has yeah. anyone read that one? I've read some of it. Yeah. Is it Is it a huge book as well, or? No, it's a It's a pretty. It's a, just a normal sized novel, two hundred some pages, I think. Yeah, I, I really want to read that now after reading. But Zanor, one of the major aspects of that book is um, a rock star who uh, becomes a recluse and uh, becomes a, a member of like a radical cell disseminating a drug. Right, Alex? Yeah. Yeah, that that was in that essay that. Uh, Which is. Use. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and yes, the, yes. And then, and then, uh, on top of that, there's a uh, there's a video that he didn't release too. Like, there's a really incredible video that he yeah. has. Released some yeah, sort of it, it's video. the it's it's the recordings of his band. Recordings. Like, yes. I think it's based on like Dylan's basement tapes. Ah, uh, like, yeah. hidden this this hidden work of art. That... But Zanor, doesn't that also sound like the whole Farina discussion? Like, so. Oh yeah. Here, if... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, here's Delillo making yeah. a book that is kind of a reference to the possible roots of who Pynchon may or may not be. You know, it's just at the same time that Gravity's Rainbow is coming out, and then Gravity's Rainbow's connection to Infinite Jest, which is like really kind of interesting. Wow. Alex, Alex has got some good uh, thoughts on that, I think. But um, well, the, um, I don't want to step then, on his toes. Then I was reading about the. Uh, when a broom, uh, the the broom, the broom of the system, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that came out, um, it got a bad review in the New York Times or something, where a woman said that it was a copy of uh, um, the Crying of Lot Forty Nine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So whether or not it is, you know, it probably wasn't, you know, but is of it, well, actually, um, actually, Wallace said he hadn't even read the book at that at that point, but. It's just it's just amazing that there is that direct there's that direct connection to it. No. Yeah, he. Um, I read an interview that there's this with all the scenes with Marat, Marath. I don't. Marath. <laughs> Marath, <laughs> but but he's got he's got that movie about Marat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kent, exactly. So has a movie Marat, about Marat. So. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> they're on the on the mountainside, and the whole phenomenon of brocken gespent or something the german where the you're when you're on a high cliffside and the your shadow is cast like yeah. to enormous lengths he's he said he took that pretty much directly from gravity's rainbow where the scene where slothrop and this other this woman are having sex on a on a cliff and their their shadows are are well, that, cast that, out that, on the landscape that goes back to mount brocken in um in Germany, which was the traditional site of the Walpurgisnack, um, like witch dances, like on on April thirtieth, right? Walpurgisnack, right before May the first, right? And there's, it's it's weird because there's allusions to that in 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 that scene in in those scenes with uh, Marath and uh, Steeply of of firelight down in the distance and people dancing and stuff like yeah. like. <laughs> So it, 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 I, I really there's don't also know. A, the, uh, there's also a Time Life cover of Lover's Leap in, uh, I think, England. And here are these two guys on the. It's just, I don't know. It reminded me of that. Yeah, that. Um, what do you make? What do you guys make of that? You know, like they're meeting on top of that um, hill, I guess, or bluff, or whatever it is. Like, like, what was the purpose of that? You know, like just a discussion, or or how did that add to the plot? Do you mean? Um, well, let's just. How about we start with you know what is the plot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. 
<laughs> I mean, because I think I, I, I know it, and it's weird in that, um, so James creates the infinite jest, and then that is the thing that drives the entire plot, where, so all the scenes have to happen to, to track this, so both... You know, I think uh, Murat ends up at Enfield be- to find the copy of the the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he comes, he, he comes in November of the same year, and those guys are meeting at the beginning. The wheelchair. Like, yeah. it, they're meeting at the end of April, early May, like uh, April 30th, right. May the 1st, right? Uh, so I I don't know. Are you, I, asking, I think, no, are you asking what's the significance of it in terms of the plot or in terms of like thematic? Like, well, I, um, thematically, I have more of a grasp on it. Like, um, but maybe, but uh, um, I'm thinking like, why? What was? Why was that meeting necessary? Like, you, you read that they have these kind of periodic meetings. Well, every, okay. every once in a while. I, but was it was it to inform each other of the uh, of the attack? Earlier in that month of the of the Saudi Arabian diplomat, yeah, uh, I think which, yeah that happens, and then they meet up because I got the I mean they meet regularly because Maraith is like a quadruple a triple agent, agent. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're just meeting just sort of to exchange information because both sides there's a whole complex like who's betraying whom and. Right, uh, he sort of answers to Steeply in a in a in a. Yeah, Steeply is kind of his handler at that point. Yeah. and 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 are, they're in Tucson because they're scoping out Orin. Is that? Probably. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. And that reminds me that you were talking about Walpurgis Night. I mean, that scene happens on Walpurgis Night. Well, that's it's what I mean. April yeah, 30th. that's what, I that's what I mean. Yeah, that that's the uh, that's the whole. That's the whole point. That's why they're on Mount Brocken, like that. That whole, uh, that whole phenomenon you're talking about with stretching the shadows. That comes from that Mount Brocken, which is the the, the center of uh, Walpurgis Night activities uh, <laughs> traditionally in Germany. Um, so it, it's like somehow, yeah, they're celebrating this uh, kind of Walpurgis Night night on top of this bluff overlooking. The desert, and in the desert, there are people celebrating. Yeah, um, May Day or something, you know, like a. Uh, and it also, um, I mean, their their discussions are. There's just certain passages in it that are that I wanted to bring up later on, whenever that are that are like. To me, are like maybe key key cipher moments in like unlocking things, and there's this density of symbolism, and where they discuss the contents of the of the of the entertainment. Could you discuss the contents of the entertainment? Mother um, death. <laughs> Mother yeah. death. Cosmology. I have a I. But so Joelle Joelle's nude in this film. No, she said she wore a dress. A very the question. The question I had is: Is she veiled? Because she has well, she's the pea goat, so her face is fatally pretty. But she was. And, uh, I, so at, there's a point at the very <laughs> there at the very beginning where it's like, wait, did Orin throw acid on her? And then yeah. later yeah, you realize that's... it was her mother that threw acid on her, and Orin ducked. But this is according to the. Um... Yes, the, the testimony of Molly Notkin, who is who, like, and, and and we're told that her testimony is not good. Like she has no, yeah, she has no idea about the the connection between Joel and the uh, Condensa. And Which just I, like Orin, there the information is not always. I mean, you don't know if it's true. And then and then Joel tells Gately that she's veiled because she's uh, fatally um, pretty. Fatally pretty, mm-hmm. which and he, and which still could be the case, you know. It's like, um, I mean, that's my feeling. My my feeling is to is that she, as a pretext for wearing wearing the veil and not having to explain the, the very strange fact that she's so unbelievably beautiful that she basically can't live a normal life. Um, that in order to, as a cover story, 
she kind of told tell everybody that she was deformed by this this acid incident. Yeah, I had that feeling too, and and it's almost like maybe she came to realize that through Infinite Jest, and she had more of an idea of what Incandenso was trying to do with that film than she let on, um, and then that's that's why. Well, and isn't when Gately talks about uh, her chin being smooth and perfect too? Yeah. Yeah, you get these glimpses and people see her. All the guys are like sneaking peeks and trying to figure out what's going on. And you get the sense that there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah. And 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 she's like the, the odalisk as well, like the St. Teresa's odalisk, right? So you, um, ah, it's, well, we still haven't, we haven't summarized the book. Yeah. <laughs> you, Alex, how long would it take to read the first summary that you provided in your paper? Because that was really succinct. Um, that was probably not too. It's a couple pages. Um, do you want me to read it? I do it. Can read do it, it really quickly. This is just from a paper in college where I had to summarize the book because my teacher hadn't read it, so I gave it a shot. So here, here it is. In the near future. Uh, relative to the early to the mid-90s. Uh, NATO has collapsed, and the USA, Mexico, and Canada have coalesced into the Organization of North American Nations, or ONAN. Parts of the northeastern USA and southern Quebec have been converted by the USA into a giant toxic waste dump called the Great Concavity, which is for the purposes of annular fusion, which is a type of fusion that can produce waste that fuel for a process whose waste is fuel for the fusion. Uh, as a result of that, tensions between the U.S. and Canada are heightened, and Quebecois separatism is at an all-time high. So there's like six or seven different separatist groups within Quebec, some of which are very violent, some of which are not. Entertainment technology has advanced to the point that people can have whatever they want, whenever they want it, by way of a continent-wide interconnected entertainment grid called Interlace, not unlike what the Internet has become today. Set mostly in Greater Boston at two main locations, the prestigious Enfield Tennis Academy and just down the hill, the Ennett House Drug and Alcohol Recovery House. The swirling, fragmented narrative revolves around a lethally entertaining film cartridge called Infinite Jest, also known as the Entertainment or the Samizdat. A film so good, the viewer ceases to want to do anything other than watch it on an endless loop until eventually dying of what amounts to self-neglect. A film cartridge which has recently been disseminated mysteriously into the home of a somewhat important Arab-Canadian medical attaché. The U.S. government, by way of its commander-in-chief, the Reagan-esque Johnny Gentle famous crooner, founding standard-bearer of the seminal new Clean U.S. party, whose first platform's plank had been, let's shoot our waste into space, and his new CIA descendant, the shady and white-suited Office of Unspecified Services, as well as Quebecois separatist insurgents, in particular the dreaded extremist fashion Les Assassins de Fatouille Roland, the wheelchair assassin. All want to get their hands on the entertainment, each for their own reasons. That's the background. The narrative soon settles down onto two main characters, Harold, Incan- Harold J. Incandenza, or Hal, a 17-year-old tennis prodigy, marijuana enthusiast and the youngest son of a famed physicist slash avant-garde filmmaker James O. Incandenza, recently deceased, suicide via microwave oven, and one Donald Gately, a 20-year-old former burglar and recovering Demerol addict, the size of a young dinosaur with massive and almost perfectly square head he used to amuse his friends when drunk by letting them open and close elevator doors on. Like Stephen and Leopold before them, the book begins with Hal at the forefront, but as his narrative arc lapses into stasis, Gately's ramps up and provides much of the momentum in the novel's final pages. Despite his being confined to a hospital bed, recovering from a gunshot wound while heroically refusing all pain medication. The text gives only vague hints regarding how the two characters' paths eventually cross, but makes clear that their meeting is of the utmost importance, really important, like continental emergency important. And then there's two more little bits of scenery, which is the existence of DMZ, 
a rare hallucinogen recently acquired by Michael Pemulus, best friend of Hal, which is, quote, different from LSD in that its effects are less visual and spatially cerebral, more like temporally cerebral and almost ontological. The incredibly potent DMZ has a popular lay chemical underground reputation as the single grimmest thing ever conceived in a tube, sometimes also referred to in some Metro Boston chemical circles as Madam Psychosis. And then the other is subsidized time, which we already talked about. So that's pretty much the this, this, this summary. And so the first, the first chapter is set in the year of GLAD, which is, we find out later, is the, the uh, end so the narrative's the narrative's end is the book's beginning, and so when you en- read and you finish, you have to turn it back and read it and start reading again to sort of get the this time. There's sort of a time loop that that's created with a missing center. So the whole thing is structured around this like a void of a narrative void, which can only kind of be inferred by putting together uh, just the and parsing the sheer amount of information that's like dumped on you. And, uh, right. So does that help? No, <laughs> that's it. No, that's a great, great summary. I think. 